0: Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1
1: Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud, GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B, GP3 Homies from the Block.
2: It is uh, another episode of GP3 in the house. And um, man, it, it's it's a uh, it's a full house again, Rand. You know we uh, we're doing our month of June, a guest almost every week, um, and uh, we've got another guest this week. I'm gonna I'm hold off our, on our guest, uh, you know, so we can do some housekeeping, and then we'll we'll introduce everybody uh, to the guest. How you doing, man?
3: Doing fine, man. How you doing, brother? You've had a. Uh... You had a, a glorious week. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had a, you, you had your week, man. This is a Tommy B Palooza week. You know? <laughs> Tommy B Palooza. Yeah, it, it was. You know what, man? And I, and I put this on. I put this on the Facebook. Uh, you know, as, as 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 the young people call it. Uh, you know the um, the fact that my my birthday, man, is actually on the same day as Prince and um, Nikki Giovanni. And Gwendolyn Brooks, man, and and I've always really looked at it as a celebration of those folks, man, and just proud to be in that number, man. They they're, they're two, three of my favorite people, you know. Man, there's
3: some literary giants right there, man. Yeah, you know, literary giants, man. And also too, you know, I hate to say it, but th- that was also the day that uh, Meekit Evers was assassinated in his driveway, man.
2: Wow, wow. And and to throw another negative out there, Mike Pence. <laughs> It was Mike Pence's birthday, too. So, yeah, yeah he's
3: picking up his bottled of water off the floor, man.
2: <laughs> you saw that video, too. Hey, yeah. uh, hey, y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and tell them why we're called GP3 so we can get to our guest. Our guest is already like, what the, you know, but, but yeah, go ahead, man.
3: You do it. Yeah, we got an exciting guest, man. So, yeah, I agree. um, we call GP3, it stands for Grove Park 3, the three of us. I'm Rand and, and Tommy B and our uh, other partner that started with us, who's uh, partner partner, Maritai Tut. Uh, we come from the Grove Park Elementary School in, in Atlanta, Georgia, the Grove Park community, the 30318, you know, uh, uh, the most diverse zip code in Atlanta from Bankhead to Buckhead, and TI is one of the alumnus from that community, uh, Gladys Knight, um, and also Tommy B., uh, let me know that I think Andre 3000 is from that community, the 30318. Dragging and
2: dragging and kicking him in. He moved like I did, like I moved out of there. But uh, you got some distinguished folks, man. And and you know what, man? It's funny. I I did an interview, about to do an interview with, um, you know, a guy who used to actually work for Warner Brothers Records, man. And um, I found out, guess what? What's that? He's an alum (laughs) of Grove Park, 10 years you know, ten years ahead of us, but still, he's an oh alum, wow, and oh, I did, wow, and, and and all the years I've known him, I never knew it because I was telling him about this podcast, and I told him you know that you know we all were alum, and he said what you know, so we started talking about the old neighborhood. So he he actually schooled me on some stuff I didn't even know about the neighborhood. So yeah, where where, where did he live? Uh, I forgot, Margaret. Uh, yeah, yeah, he lived. Yeah. You know, because all the all the streets, y'all, and I hate to go Georgia and ATL. But all the streets were named after, like, women. You had Elizabeth, Margaret. Emily. Emily, Emily around the school. You know, they were either right. daughters, I forgot, of, of the. the uh, Evelyn. Because who was on Evelyn Way. Evelyn Way. Yeah. So it was interesting. Hey, um, you got any shout outs, uh, Rand? Yeah,
3: I got a. You got a couple, man. I mean, first of all, I want to congratulate you on your birthday. We've already talked about Prince and Nikki Giovanni and the, and the great Gwendolyn Brooks. But also on the 8th of, uh, of June, uh, Kanye West was born. Yeah, so
2: I'll, sh- I'll give a shout out to Kanye. Let's. Give I a mean, shout. you know, I'm
3: freedom of speech, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we'll leave it uh, at that. On June the 10th, the first African-American to win an Academy Award, Hattie McDaniel was born. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, and Howling Wolf was born in 1910. For you rappers out there, if you want to learn some lyrics, how to write lyrics, go listen to some Howlin' Wolf.
2: You remember Cadillac Records, man, the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talked about them. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then on Ray Charles, Jack Johnson, and Marcus Garvey all died on June 10th, man.
2: Wow. June's a crazy month. Just a big month. Yeah, man. So that's it, partner. That's all I got. And and I'm going to do my quick shout-outs, and then we're going to throw it to Carmen Luna. I know, Carmen, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Good. I hope we ain't not ran you away yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. All right, Carmen. Hey, but um, I got to shout out Black Music Month uh, is this month in June. Uh, So a lot of the music stuff we're talking about is definitely, uh, you know, applicable, man, because it is Black Music Month. It's been Black Music Month for, I I forgot how many years, man, 20 plus or more years. Um, And uh, shout outs to... Uh, the evolving chair podcast. remember I was talking about the uh, mental health uh, counselor um, Lakeisha uh, Rand yeah mm-hmm. she's agreed to be on the show next week and um, you know which uh, which is cool and, and and I'm gonna let y'all know uh, via Instagram uh, you know and, and on the podcast page how you can participate yeah, if you want to email uh, use our email address or you can voicemail. All that information's on our podcast. If you have any questions in advance for uh, LaKeisha, man, but uh, damn, LaKeisha's from Cleveland too. It's you know, so you know, we just we just shouting out Cleveland.
3: I, I guess it ain't the mistake on the lake anymore, man. <laughs> no, <I
2: can't> <laughs> Between that. Carmen and, and Keisha. <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> hey, but but we got it. We got a special guest in the house, uh, and and Carmen, that, that don't mean we're gonna behave, okay? But um, but thank you so much for taking the time uh carmen luna is the host of Trans talk podcast and uh just launched the first episode on on anchor and and you're on apple too you're on itunes correct yeah 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 i am which is so exciting it's, it's very interesting
3: so, so, <laughs> it's, it's a great podcast y'all y'all need to listen to it you yep. need to learn something thank listen
2: you thank you <laughs> and carmen, carmen tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you came about and why you decided to do the podcast um,
0: well, um, I'm Carmen Luna, of course. Um, I'm 24, so I'm, I'm on the young side of things, I'd say. Um, and the reason why I decided to do a podcast is because I feel like within the LGBTQ plus community, there's a lot of like questions people have. And being transgender, there's so many questions that I have the ability to answer. And I have no problem doing that. And I feel like it's just vital for information to be shared so people have a better understanding of something that they don't know a lot about.
2: Good deal. Good deal. What's been the feedback so far? What, no, go ahead. No, you go. You ahead. know what,
3: Carmen, that, that, cannot be, um, that cannot be emphasized enough mm-hmm. that, uh, in terms of knowledge. Uh, because, yes. Important. Because you have, you have old fogies like me who need to know. And then we have young people that need to know. We have people mm-hmm. that are going through a period in their life. They're trying to figure out who they are. Uh, mm-hmm. They need they need a place to go. And I really uh, applaud you for what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, a, it's been a journey trying to figure out when to do this and how to do it. And I literally was just like, you know what? My friend's like, just do it on your phone. You can do it. Just Go ahead and do it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I'm just going to do it. And literally, I just started recording. and just went from there.
2: <laughs> What's been the feedback so far for you, Carmen, since you launched?
0: Um. It's, it's been good. It's been really good. I mean, honestly, the episode was really just more so of an introduction as to who I am and what the show was going to be about. But um, the next episode I feel like will be really good. It's going to talk about like the actual transition of a transgender person from the sex they're born to the sex I identify with. So it's going to be more in-depth and a bit longer and you know, really give people the information that they seek about what our lives are like. You know, they think they people think that they know about us because they see us. But it's really so much more than we see I.
2: Yeah. So, Carmen, you've so, got you've got, uh, you know, this month is is uh, Pride Month. And yes. in, in addition to that, um, you know, the, the the Pose TV series came out uh, mm-hmm. on, on FX. Uh, it debuted mm-hmm. last week. And, uh, you know, it, it, it and, and of course, a lot of the national um, you know, you had the positive things that occurred, probably, if you look at President Obama and what he did for the LGBTQ community. Uh, and now you're dealing with a kind of a different set of characters. It, now, let me take kind of out of it. You're dealing with a different set of characters. You're dealing um, with some goddamn animals, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rand. Rand is my anger voice. You know, what, what do you call it? My anger translator? Saran translates for me, Uh, but they're
3: they're animals.
2: (laughs) And and so Carmen, you've got you're African American, right? Of course, Mm -hmm, yes. And do you you have white transgender friends? Am I correct? Or or do you? Um,
0: I I know some, yes. But as far as being friends, I would say no. I don't have any close transgender friends that are of a different nationality
2: do you think that it's different um, for you you think it's different for you as an african-american do you yeah yeah why why, um, why do you think it's different
0: i feel like it's different because we're already looked at in a light anyways, being African-American, mm-hmm. um, especially with Donald Trump being president and, you know, people thinking racism isn't brilliant, it doesn't exist, you know, we make it up in our heads. It's kind of like we already have that spotlight on us. So, like, you know, are we pro too much pro-black and, you know, not enough pro-everybody? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like I already have that light as being African-American, mm-hmm. but then being transgendered in the mix just makes it this big thing like, oh, she's transgender, oh, she's black, oh, she's, you know what I mean? It just kind of it makes it even more difficult for me to, you know, just be who I am. You know, it's it's always been hard to be who I am being black anyways. But when you throw like being a part of the LGBTQ plus community in there, Mm -hmm. I feel like that part is always harder than whatever race you are.
2: Do you think it's tougher for African-American transgenders than it is for white? Sometimes. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I feel like some of the white uh, or, you know, transgender people are they? They still have that privilege mm-hmm. that we really don't have. I don't know why or what it is, but I just feel like they do.
2: Okay.
0: Um, but I also feel like the way that the African American transgender community, the way we go about our life, is probably some of the reason why, too. Okay. Um, I, I feel like that's a big thing. I do know a lot of Black transgender women, and I feel like a lot of them have similar stories, but with that being, I feel like my story is so much different than theirs, but I still can relate and understand them in a sense.
2: Okay. Hey, we're going to get a little bit deeper into the story toward the end because we, Rand and I know helps. Rand, you have another question, but go ahead, Rand. Well, you know,
3: I mean, as I'm listening to Carmen, I mean, you know, down here in Atlanta, there were some issues at Spelman College with the LBGTQ community, and particularly uh, transgender. And what I've, in the conversations I've had with people from the community, it seems like there's racism between uh, the, the races, and then even with the transgender, there's another set of of um, uh, as you would say um, uh, remarks against them. So they're kind of like in a whole nother boat themselves.
2: Because
3: mm-hmm. even the the quote traditional uh, uh, gays don't recognize or acknowledge or even um, treat trans people with the same level of respect that they treat themselves hmm. that's true
2: well you know so it was I interesting. i think, Rand, I think it's a very i mean
3: I, I i applaud individuals who have the courage to go out and say this is who i am and stick by that because to do that in this society you have to be a very, very brave person you got to be a bad motherfucker i'm sorry yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah say right. it but ran <laughs> like, do you think because there is Rand like a like a hierarchy is, is what you're saying almost right
3: there, there, there is, for sure, like a caste system in, like you, know, you have in India, it's like a, almost a caste system, hmm. you know. And even, I mean, um, even within the, the the gay community, I mean, whether you're butch, femme, or whatever, that's that's even a hierarchy within that right there. So, I mean, it's you know, straight acting, effeminate. I mean, it's it's all over the place, man. And I don't understand how people can survive navigating through that because that's stressful as hell. Yeah. It is. It's very stressful. It really
0: is. It's crazy. And, and even with me, I feel like being transgendered is like with us, it's, it comes down to, are you passable as a woman? Can you go someplace and, not, and nobody not clock your T as they was there or know that you are transgender. And I hate that. And I always tell people no matter how we look, it's less about how we look on the outside as a transgender person and how we feel on the inside and what we expel from our inner beauty. And I hate that, you know, oh, she looks more manlier than I do. She, you know, she can't be transgender. But that's, you know, that I hate that. You know what I mean? It becomes like a beauty, a beauty pageant.
3: So, so let me ask you this I don't, before we move on. I, I don't want to ask you one question, Karma. Is transgender, is that is that a natural offshoot from the, from the terminology that we used to use in the past called transvestites? Uh, drag queens is that is that something that was an offshoot that then people say you know what it's not about dressing like a a a, a person of opposite mm-hmm. sex it's about i feel this way
0: yeah let's see that's a great that's a great question i love you for this question and it's funny because mj Rodriguez she plays blanca on pose she actually just made a big post about this I think it was her. Was it her? Was it It might have been India Moore, one of the two of the characters. They made a big post about that. The difference between transgender women and drag queens. Um, Now transvestite—that term is—I'm not so much familiar with. I do know the term, but I felt like that was more of a term as women dressing up as men. For me, that term leads to like the sexual aspect, like escorts and that kind of thing. In Mm -hmm. my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, But. With drag queens, drag queens is more of a celebratory thing. It's more so, uh, you don't have to be gay or be a part of the LGBT community to even really be a drag queen. My cousin, she loves drag queens. She's definitely straight, but she loves, she wants to be a drag queen. It's funny because she's a woman. But, you know, a drag queen is more so somebody celebrating a woman, celebrating womanhood. And I've even seen male drag queens that dress up, you know, as male characters to celebrate men. It's more of a celebratory thing. They're celebrating women, and you know they're dressing up as their favorite icons, and or as a woman, you know, the the woman that they would be. But drag queens don't necessarily want to be women
2: because
0: mm, if gotcha. that's the case. They would be they would be transgender. They just are celebrating womanhood. Basically, okay, so you, artistry, you know, you could say.
3: Yeah. So there you go. You worth the price mm-hmm. of admission. So you mm-hmm. just.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Which transgender women? We are transgender people in general, men and women. We don't identify as the sex we were born. So I grew up being a gay male, feeling like, you know, that's cool. That's who I am. I'm gay. I'm a male. I like other men. But honestly, my whole life I was battling, trying to fight off all the feminine urges that I had, wanting to have long hair, wanting nails, wanting to wear heels. You know what I mean? That led on to a different lifestyle that I wanted. You know what I mean? I really wasn't a gay male. I was really a heterosexual woman.
2: Okay. trapped gotcha. within
0: the body of a male. So that's yeah. kind of how it is. Transgender people is more so uh, a mental, psychological feeling that we just feel like we're not the right sex.
3: Right. Okay. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Hey, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more before we wrap up uh the podcast. Uh You going to hang with us, Carmen? Can you Can you hang yeah. on some of the stuff we're going to yeah, talk about? We well, okay. I know this might be a little painful. It might be a little hurtful, but NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> NBA oh, uh, we always do this every year. <laughs> right. Never fail. It's over. <laughs> it's over, and and it was a sweep. Well, Rand, you know, I, I, and I know Rand because Rand and I talk about. We we really. I mean, we don't have a horse in the, in this race. I mean, you know, we we pick <laughs> we pick whoever based on how we feel. You know, because we live in Atlanta, we try to support the the Hawks, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> you know, the Golden State. Pulled it out. Rand, what were your thoughts, man? What, what, what do you think? What was the
3: downfall, I, dude? I actually thought um Cleveland would win one game. Yeah, I did too. I I, I really thought I thought game number three, they were gonna win game number three.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um I was I'm shocked, man. I'm I'm really shocked. I mean, LeBron is given such Superman moments in the past. I thought he was gonna do it again. He was gonna lift his team to a victory.
2: Yeah. Carmen, do you do you follow? I know Cleveland's like probably still in shock. Um, yes, I, I definitely do. My family, we're we're not Cavs fans. We're LeBron James fans.
0: Wherever he goes, we're
2: there. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, I definitely follow. And it's just sad to see that, you know, even being leading a team, the team just not being able to completely get it together and work as a team Yeah, is really what the problem is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I they think. Missed a, go ahead. Go they ahead, missed Rand. a lot of. Sh- they missed a lot of shots too.
3: They had a lot of. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, they had some open looks and some games that that the games could have been close. I don't know if they would have won the games, but they would have yeah. been in some of the games. They just missed some yeah. shots. J.R. Smith, I don't know what he went awol.
2: But you know, went AWOL. you know what? You know what? Ran. Uh, speaking of J.R. Man, um, LeBron mentioned something in a press conference, and he talked about like the basketball IQ. I don't know if you heard him talk about that, but, you know, he he alluded to the fact that, you know, Golden State was just so much better as a team and they had basketball. And I think what he was doing in a, in a not in a vicious way, but he was pointing out the problems with his own team. And, you know, you look at that issue, uh, that situation that Jr had in the first game where he, you know, got the rebound and dribbled all the way back out to half court, those kind of things. If you've got a, a great basketball, I you know even you know we talk football, just a sports IQ, then you would have known what to do, you know you know at the spur of the moment, and and uh, I don't expect, I, I mean I think you and I have had the conversation about whether or not he should stay. Personally, I think he needs to devote more uh, time into staying with one team, but I I do understand and agree with the financial side of it and, and free agency, but. You know, how many more years does this guy have left? And I think, you know, it really comes down to just making sure if you got problems with your players, with your team, you got to work with your coaches and your GM and your owners to to develop a strong team instead of instead of jumping. And and I, but I don't think he's going to stay. I don't think he's going to stay. I think he's I think he's out. You know, I think it's going to happen soon. I think there. mission
3: accomplished. He brought Cleveland the championship they yep. desired and hoped for, and he did. as he said he did what he said he was going to do, and I think if he leaves, the people of Cleveland have accepted that.
2: Do you think so, Luna?
0: Have you have you accepted that, Carmen? If I, th- he I think so. I think they. I think they definitely have kind of accepted. Like, okay, you know, who else can we get? Send him on. Let's get some new, you know, new faces in and see if they can get a develop a better team.
2: Oh, ain't no getting no other LeBron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: laughs> definitely not. Now, if he leave, we got a different story. You know, we ain't going to go very far, I don't think, without LeBron.
2: Because it was four years. Of, it was some years of pain when he left Cleveland yes. the first yes. time. Yes, people
0: were so sad. They were so sad. And I was just like, I mean, I feel like they were sad because of how he left and not that he actually left. It okay. was like, I'm dipping out. Peace, y'all. It was how he did it that kind of pissed the whole city off and not that he actually did it.
2: Okay. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, Rand, we get political on the show, Carmen. So, you know, feel free, give us your feedback based <laughs> on how you feel. But we, we kind of tell it like it is. And, and again, Rand is my anger translator. So uh, pardoning of Alice uh, Marie Johnson, uh, you know, 45 commuted the sentence on Wednesday. Uh, 63-year-old um, Alice Johnson, you know, she had basically serving life in prison for nonviolent drug conviction which there are about, ran, I think, 2,000-plus people in a similar situation. Um, Now, the reports are that Kim brought this to their attention, but really I always thought it was Ivanka and Jared, and Kim knew about it based on her seeing it in her Twitter feed, the video. Um, The pardon is short of a full pardon. It's actually a commutation of the sentence. Uh, She was released. Uh, you know, basically, uh, in 1996, she was charged with cocaine distribution, money laundering, uh, and and the administration even kind of held it at arm's length. They said, while this administration will always be very tough on crime, it believes that those who have paid their debt to society and worked hard to better themselves while in prison deserve a second chance. So my problem with this, Rand, and I'll, I'll tell you my problem with it, and then I'll throw it to you. The problem with this is it serves one individual, which I'm really happy for, uh, Ms. Johnson and her family, but it doesn't address the actual laws. It doesn't address the situation. So I'll throw it to you, Rand.
3: I agree with you, man. This was all optics, man. This was like reality TV, man. Instead of having the voice or, or or American Idol it's called, um, partnering. Um, I mean, this was all about optics right here. Um, You know, it wouldn't shock me if Don King or someone else said, hey, you know, let's do this because, you know, he just pardoned Jack Johnson. Now he's talking about Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali's family said, that's okay, We cool. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, you know, I think this is all about optics, man. I do agree with you, man. This is this is nothing but just uh, window dressing.
1: Yeah.
2: Carmen, you uh, formulated any thoughts on that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, being on social media and hearing about this story, honestly, the only thing that I really could get out of it, other than you know her being blessed enough to get released, is the whole thing situation with Kim Kardashian being a part of this. And like you said, it did become kind of like a reality TV show. Um, and a lot of people were upset that she was using her voice for prison reform, but how could you be upset at that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. her being a reality TV star, she has this platform and a million plus followers, of course her doing that is a good thing. That's the only thing that I really got from that, that people were upset. And I kind of was like, you know, it's weird that it's Kim Kardashian and she's with Donald Trump trying to do good in the world. It's kind of weird. It's iffy, but it's it's a good thing all in all.
3: Okay. Well, you know, Carmen, my my, my comment to that is that uh, Kim Kardashian is a business. Um, they're going to they're gonna make some out of this on the show. Of course you they know? are. They always this, do. This is going to, you know, so this is uh, one of these things that... Um, it's, it was a win win for both her and also um, uh, the administration. Uh, right. But but again, it's, it does not address what is truly happening. Because if Kim really was behind exactly. that, she would be putting her voice on the table like John Legend and so many other celebrities in Jay Z about prison reform. She's not doing that. Exactly. So
0: and I, and I think that's why people are so upset. Like they know that she's just doing it for you know the reasons that it's a good move for her family as well as the administration and i think that's really what people are mad about you know what i mean unless that it's really kim kardashian They're like what's well, this kim kardashian why is she doing this and i think that's kind of what has people angry about it like you know it's a good thing yay but what is your point because you're not really doing a lot you know yeah mm-hmm. well, well let it's me very random
2: let me say and and this this came from um uh, one of the magazines and it was it was floated uh from twitter uh via mm-hmm. uh hot new hip-hop uh, website and, and I think it was also posted in Time. There's a video director that made a comment. Joseph Kahn. Uh, he worked with Jennifer Lopez, Gaga, Kylie Minogue, uh, or Kylie Minogue. I don't know her name. Taylor Swift, and more. But um, what what Joseph called it? Uh, this director called it a PR stunt. And and what here here is his quote. And I quote: What Kim Kardashian has done is used her connection with Trump to free a family member and score some PR points. Uh, in return, the right-wing Trump party gets to use it as an example of his liberalism and heart and, and not do anything else. It's called propaganda. That's what he tweeted. And he went on to tweet, so the lesson here is sucking up to Trump works in our banana republic. Democracy, rest in peace. And um, Vox, you're familiar with Vox.com. Their headline was Trump wants to execute drug dealers, but he granted commutation to one because Kim Kardashian asked him to. So it's, you know, it's an interesting conversation. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it, but, you know, a lot of people do feel that it was done to help Kanye out of the slavery comment. Uh, And, um, you know, of course, uh, Kim has a relationship with, uh, 45 that goes back to The Apprentice The Apprentice show So he knows her, he he appreciates her He You know, he said it on camera So, you yeah, know, but we'll leave it at that I mean, people have mixed feelings, but we'll see whether or not You know, I, with, You know, my thing uh, You know, Carmen and Rand, what I want to see is Will she continue? You know, will she continue probably. and stay on this course?
0: Probably not
2: <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Carmen? <laughs> pro-
0: pro- probably not It, it definitely is, comes off as very PR-ish It's, it's you know is one of those things,
2: man? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> man, she, got, she got a
3: handful of that crazy ass husband of hers, man. She ain't got time for the justice reform.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not my favorite, Gemini.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Muhammad Ali and the pardon. Um, Trump floated the idea of pardoning Muhammad Ali this week. Uh, but the attorney for Ali, uh, you know, of course, Ali died back in 2016. Uh, pointed out the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Ali's conviction in 1971 and there's really no need for it. There's no conviction uh, from which a pardon is needed. And even Al Sharpton said, you can't stand up for Islam while simultaneously denigrating it, uh, unquote. And um, there's another guy, Walter Dillinger, Professor at Duke, uh, and he was the acting solicitor general under Clinton. He said there's nothing to pardon you know, and he wrote that on Twitter. What do y'all think? I mean, what, I'll, I'll start with you, Rand, and, and go to you, Carmen. Go ahead, Rand. These are the facts, man. I mean, that just lets you know how um,
3: how stupid he is, number 45, in his administration, or how stupid the American public are. Yeah. You know?
2: And and um what about you, Carmen? I just want to bring uh, it up. I see I-
3: I have
0: no comment about this. This is my first time actually hearing about this.
2: Yeah. And and the other thing about the pardon, um, when you look at it, is uh, an article that came out in Detroit Free Press ran where the pardons, especially the ones for African-Americans, are being used to drive uh, his black, uh, what do you call it, the approval rating. You uh, talking
3: about uh, what's them two crazy women? Uh, zirconium and um, and, uh, <laughs> nah, not and polyester, <laughs> whatever their names. Who? <laughs> 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 I'm two not black even. black women. What's their names? Diamond uh, and silk, or, oh, or, silk. or
2: yeah, I, you know. I'm not even saying <laughs> those who won't be named on this podcast. We'll move on. We'll move on. All right, uh, two, on, on another note, uh, a real sad note, uh, two high-profile suicides this week. Uh, and, of course, I mentioned the fact that we're going to have Lakeisha from the Evolving Chair podcast on the show next week. But Kate Spade, you got any Kate Spade over in the house, um, Carmen? You know,
0: not, not me. My mother does, but not me. Not yet.
2: <laughs> but, but you were familiar with Kate Spade. Am I correct? What was that? You were familiar with Kate Spade. The, oh, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the sure. I, used to,
0: I used to sell her shoes at my, my old job. I used to sell shoes, and I sold a lot of case state It's a good brand.
2: Yeah, and uh, she was found dead in her Park Avenue apartment Tuesday in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause of death uh, was suicide. And then something that just kind of shocked me, Anthony Bourdain, uh, which, you know, this was one of the things ran when late night, because this show always came on late night or marathon, I would just put it on. just let it roll in the background, just the view of it, watching him in all these exotic places uh, talk about food. He did the interview. I think it was in Asia when he did the Asian tour with uh, when Obama was there, did the interview with Obama. But um, for nearly two decades, he'd been doing this thing and he was found dead. 61 uh, hung himself in his room and, um, and, and just you know, we'll put the on, on the uh, podcast page, the Suicide Prevention Hotline, uh, 800-273-8255. And, and kudos also to the NBA. They were running their uh, Mental Health Matters campaign. But, Rand, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I, I'm telling you. I mean, Spade, I wasn't really that familiar with. But the Bourdain thing was a shocker, man, because he celebrated life. He was, I mean, it was just, you know, he had had a drug problem. He he uh you know, in the 70s, um, you know, he was, you know, hanging out with the rock crowd in New York. So, you know, that whole culture of heroin and so on and so forth, uh, he had he'd recovered. But but that was a shocker for me. What about you, man?
3: Well, I mean, it shows you that uh, fame and fortune doesn't buy happiness, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It can happen to anybody. Yeah. And also it shows the fact that many of us have a veneer that we only show the world. Yeah. And that and that people are behind that veneer are hurting.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, many of us are suffering from post-traumatic stress syndromes and don't even realize it because of the environments we come from. Uh, many of us are, are suffering from so many other things and we don't have people or friends or family members who who we can talk to and, and who can help us f- find a way to, to cope with what we're dealing with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, rest in rest in peace, uh, Kate Spade and, and Anthony Bourdain uh, just, you know, and and again, man, uh, one of the things I think people are encouraged to do is check on people, man. Um, people you hadn't heard from in a while—you never know what people are going through, man. Just a tweet or or I'm sorry, a text, or you know, pick up the phone, or you know, if you if you live in their proximity, stop by, just check on them, make sure they're cool. You know that um, that matters to a lot of people. You, you'd be surprised how that matters to people just to say hi. And you, know, you know, and also too, um, listen and
3: observe people. Your friends and family members, because mm-hmm. sometimes what they don't say is a is a hint or or a or a hint to how they really feel. Yeah, you know if their behavior is a little yeah. different. you know, just listen to them. Sometimes people just want to be heard.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, that's that's true.
2: True enough. True enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, big uh, entertainment uh, weekly episode or or edition that came out this week. Uh, LGBTQ edition. Uh, had the cast of FX's uh, Pose. Uh, by the way, Carmen, uh, you watched it. What were your thoughts on Pose?
0: Oh, yes, I love, 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 love Pose. I was just explaining last night to my cousin about why I love it so much. And it just tells so many stories all in one sitting. It's crazy. And, you know, they pick the best writers for it, in my opinion.
2: Okay, now who's, yeah, writing? You got, who,
0: who's writing? The on? people who did American Horror Story. They, they're the ones who's doing Pose.
2: Okay, so you're talking like the Ryan Murphy crew. Yeah, the Ryan
0: Murphy crew, yeah, and they, and they write so, so many other great things, but like that just, it, they're the best writers for this because it's it's so, it can get so grim and get so dark from one spectrum of the community and go to such positive, you know, things. And what I like about Pose is that it's kind of like, it's two uh, sides to one coin. It has the one side where it's, you know, all the positive things that um, are in the community, but then all the negative things, they hate, the bashing each other, even though we're all part of the same community.
2: Mhm mhm and and um, in addition to that you got Janet uh what's it, Janet um Janet Mock Jan, Janet Mock is mm-hmm. is uh consulting it. It, it. Yes. Okay. So yeah, and
0: it's just it's real. Like the the characters are really transgender, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're gay, they're transgender. Like it it really fits it because their acting is honest. Yeah. It's true for them. Wow.
3: Wow. I I know I I, I read about Janet Mock's uh background and um she went through a, she went to hell and back,
2: yeah.
3: and uh, and you know and she is a remarkable uh, woman in terms of what she went through and what and where she is now.
2: Well, I think she's done a lot for the for the for the trans community. I mean, in terms of when you look at mm-hmm. her her ability to, to really be mainstream and her ability to uh, to to tap into leadership in, in America. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, she's a good thing. You know, for the community. In addition to that, Rand, I mean, I had a chance. You know, of course, in the in the DVR world, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough night for this show because uh, you've got Westworld, you've got uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. You know, you have so many shows on at, at nine o'clock. HBO has uh, a couple of uh, its its new launches, but um, you know, I did have a chance to to DVR it and watch it, and and it's a, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, Carmen, it's a tearjerker. When, when you take it a is. look at the characters uh, Rand, I, I'm here to tell you I mean it is um you know I've, I've always been impressed with the stuff that Murphy has done um the potential for the show is great it didn't get the huge watch uh watching or the the viewership and I think part of that has to do with the fact that you got N- NBA finals going on you've got uh so much going on plus it's summer summers tough uh for a launch like this but it, it's I was impressed. I didn't expect uh, it to be, I didn't expect it to be that deep. I thought it was probably going to spend more time in the ballrooms and all that kind of, you know, more. That's what I
0: thought too. But I didn't it was, expect it to be that deep either.
2: The character development stuff is, is heart wrenching because I ain't gonna lie. You could see some things coming like a freight train. You're like, Oh man, this ain't going to end well. And, and it, it's just, but, but on the other hand, you see a lot of positivity. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it gets the support and it gets the viewership. I know there are a lot of yeah. people who are kind of narrow minded, but, but it's, it's just, a, I just like good character stories, and it's a good, I mean, really good character development. Hopefully it stays around and, you know, gets, gets some yeah. new old stuff going on. Um, Excellent. Because it is, the you know, the Prince anniversary week, <laughs> the, the birth anniversary week, uh, the Prince Estate uh, released a new album, uh, Piano and a Microphone, 1983. Uh, it's the record that actually has... Um, early versions of Purple Rain. This is stuff from the vault, Ran, uh, Strange Relationship and International Lover. Ran, you and I grew up in the ATL, and and a lot of this stuff out of the vaults, man, got leaked way back in the day. I don't know if you remember. Uh, uh, Prince had a connection with somebody at Mays High School. <laughs> they, used to, they used to leak this stuff all the time. And, I, you know, so a lot of these songs I'm seeing that are being released from the vaults. I'm like, damn, we heard that back in the 80s. So, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of them releasing stuff from the vault because if, if Prince was around, he, he'd hate this. He'd, he would never do this. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's due. Uh, one song is out now. Uh, he did a version of Oh, Mary, Don't You Weep. Uh, the gospel song that's on that's streaming now. The rest of the stuff, I think, comes out in September. So we'll we'll see. Um, okay, Serena Williams is bowing out, man. Is she is she done because of the no, pec the pectoral no. thing, or is is she gonna be? Is this, she... this
3: was a, this was a muscle. This was a pectoral thing. She couldn't serve. Okay, this was a, this was a muscle thing.
2: So is she now? One of the things I guess the question I had regarding, I, I know she decided not to continue in this current uh, the, the 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 current uh, matches that she had in front of her. But will it affect Wimbledon, you think? Uh Wimbledon is probably in about what? About 6 weeks? Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe I don't know. Uh probably she needs some rest, but one of the things she's battling with is she just stopped breastfeeding. Wow. When she was breastfeeding that was adding weight. So now she stopped breastfeeding so she, she, to get down to a weight that she's comfortable playing with.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she might be back. She might be coming back to Wimbledon. Is is what you Yeah, she might be coming back. She okay. might be coming back. All right, all right, cool. She better come back. <laughs> that's what, every, what everybody's saying. But you know what? I hate that pressure on Serena because what she got to prove? What more? I mean, damn, she already goat, you know, when it comes down to women's tennis. I <laughs> right. Mean, what, I mean, I just don't know how much more she can prove. And I, I hate, I hope she doesn't kill herself, her body and her family, you know, because quite frankly, she pulled out of um her, her bonding experience with her child to go train. You know what I mean, and that's a big yeah. time. that's a that's a that's an important period, man, to bond with your with your baby. You know, you can't go nanny all. You know, for for the baby's life, you got to be there. So, you know. But on the other hand, I, I want her, I support her. But how much more does she really have to prove? What more can she prove?
3: I don't know. Yeah, you know that, that's an internal that's an internal thing with Serena right there. I don't think she needs to prove anything to us. I think she's trying to prove yeah. something to herself.
2: Right.
0: Right. Hopefully she's doing it at this point because it's just what she loves to do.
2: Yeah. And I want to see her do it. I want to see, you know, I do, I don't believe, I ain't saying just because she has a child, she bows out, but, you know, just don't take your body through things that, God, I mean, if you were young in your career, I'd say cool, but, you know, uh, don't, don't take your body through unnecessary changes. You know? Yeah, having a baby is enough change as anyways. Oh you
0: never know how your body's going to be after that. Yeah. So I'm not but, shocked that she's having issues figuring out her proper weight, you know, in her her chest area to, to even, you know, be able to perform how
3: she usually does. That's not shocking at all. Yeah. Right. And you know, she had that um that pulmonary embolism, the blood clots, yeah. uh yeah. about a year and a half ago, so. Oh yeah, she did.
2: So that's my so, concern you know, too. But, that's my concern too, Rand, cuz she's been through a lot, man. Not to mention right. the haters. Just the haters, the people who just hate on her all the time, you know? Exactly. Exactly. All right, Eddie Murphy's been tapped to play Dolomite, bro. Can you believe that? (laughs) I I think personally that might
3: be a good move. I think that's the type of role that Eddie probably can play
2: now. Yes. That's perfect for him. I, think, yeah,
3: I look think that's a great move because he ain't had a good movie since what Doctor Doolittle or something like that, or a, Daddy Day, a Daddy Daycare or. Daddy Daycare. Or, or, <laughs> one, one, I know, I know. Carmen was probably ten years old at
2: the time. Don't do that. <laughs> no, Carmen. Carmen remembers Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that because Coming to America is my
0: is my favorite movie ever.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> black culture.
0: That's his Black coach
3: you can not not have seen that movie you
0: can that's, be African American I'm sorry.
3: That's a no was at, that
2: was That was at the height of his powers right there. Yes it was. Yes. Eddie Eddie was the man but you know it's going to be done this Dolomite thing is going to be done by the guy who did Hustle and Flow. Uh Craig Brewer is actually going and, and uh they start production June 12th. Uh it's going to be on Netflix. Uh Black folks Netflix Netflix. Uh so <laughs> no release date's been determined yet but um it's, you know, I'm, 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 I'm excited, man. Uh, now he, did you see the thing, Mr. Church? He did. Did you see the movie, Mr. Church?
3: I saw the trailer. That was it, bro.
2: Yeah. I saw the movie and he got dog for that movie. It wasn't that bad. I've seen worse. what
3: What is that movie? I
0: never heard of it, that. It, what is that? It's where he,
2: Mr. Pe- Church. Mr. Church, he, he plays, he plays a cook, a jazz guy. Who winds up in the life of this white family as a cook, and what he does is he really pretty much raises this young girl uh, because he's the he comes in and cooks meals, and it, it's it's kind of deep. I mean, it's it's a it's a drama, um, but but it, it if it's on Am- it might be on Amazon. Uh, I'm not sure if okay. it's on Netflix, but if you have a chance, go check it out. Love the feedback. But I thought it was pretty good. I, I didn't think it was the worst thing he's done. Worst thing he did was damn uh Bo was it Bo- Norbert? Bo Norbit? Both Norbit. Both that it. No, <laughs> was it was it was it, no, was it, was it, Bo- it Norbit? Oh Norbert was horrible. That, that Norbert is
3: terrible. <laughs> it,
2: it, it ain't nowhere near that so
3: that's what that's what you call getting paid,
0: man you're not worried about your career you just get <laughs> you do what you want so they're paying at the school that's
3: that's doing that's it. right
2: <laughs> give me a check uh by the way uh oceans eight is out this weekend uh rihanna Sandra Bullock, kate Blanchett uh and hathaway uh Mindy Kaling, aquafina you know aquafina you heard of aquafina the asian uh comedian um not I know not you yeah. ran, but y'all familiar with aquafina she's in the movie too. Uh, it looks like they'll probably. I think I am. You, okay. You familiar with it? Okay. Um, I think so. And it looks like they're probably going to do about $42 million plus, which actually for the franchise, Rand, it's going to be the uh, highest grossing uh, Oceans movie. Um, so kudos to them, all-female heist. And, uh, you know, a couple of male actors in there as well. Um, Apple did their developers conference this week. Um, and I follow this. I'm a blurred. Okay, Carmen, I'm a blurred to the world. You know, I, I follow this stuff. And a couple of things that came out of it from Apple, um, they are going to have their new iOS. is going So make sure you update your, your battery on that um, iPhone 2 that you got. Uh, 40, 50, 70 times faster is one of the things they announced. Um, the change in the operating system is supposed to be Mojave operating system. Uh, CarPlay, if you got an Apple and you use CarPlay, If y'all know you cannot use Google Maps and Waze, you know, the Waze traffic app, uh, those things Mm -hmm. you can't use on CarPlay now, but you will be able to use them with the upgrade. Um, The device timer they put on, because Apple, Apple really wants you to measure how much time you spend on a phone and your apps and your kids. And let me tell you why they can do this, because they don't sell advertising. They don't care how long, as long as you buy the device, they don't care how long you stay on it. You could buy it and throw it in the and throw it in the trash as long as they get their money, they're cool. So um they are gonna, <laughs> gonna put a device timer um on as a new feature. Now this was a trip. They can do FaceTime for up to 32 people at once.
0: That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy. I was talking about this yesterday <laughs> with my family and I'm like, well, maybe for you know, like the business side of things, like yep. you know, like a professional group conference, yep. like a real conference.
2: <laughs> yeah, I could see that or a big ass podcast. I be. Mean, oh hello. Yeah, like, <laughs> but how's that going to
0: look on your phone if you FaceTime like 10 people, 10 of your friends? That's what? just going to be annoying. They did a demonstration
2: <laughs> where you've got like you can you can feature like the top 3 people as as you know the buttons where you can see their faces and then uh-huh. at the bottom all the other people scroll. You, you scroll across. Oh, okay, and it, that,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I can get with that.
2: So it's pretty cool. And, and the other thing, which I think is a real cool idea, uh, well, the other thing they're going to do, you can create your own emoji of yourself with motion. Uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a new measurement app where um, you can actually measure real world objects with augmented reality. So a lot of architects, crafters, designers are gonna be using so it's some cool stuff. It's just like, but you can't you can't I can't keep using my iPhone 5. I'm gonna have to upgrade now, I guess. Yeah, you need to upgrade that thing. <laughs> <laughs> let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I guess I'm gonna have to damn gotta upgrade. Damn. alright uh, you all right, y'all. Um, what else? You got anything else on the on the brief side? Any any other entertainment stuff before I get into the brutal? Uh, as the white house turns any you got any anything you heard uh, uh Carmen Luna you got anything any, uh, any entertainment? particular no. <laughs> what about you Rand? and then we could talk about some brutal white house stuff
3: nah you know uh, i i try to stay out the entertainment world you know you just, it's a lot of uh as i say immature millionaires i just can't deal with them so
2: all right i'll cover uh, that for you i got it i got you man i got you as the white house turns um this G seven thing, man, which is about to be G six, which used to be G eight. Um, were you were you surprised that forty five wants Russia back in, Rand, When you heard about hell that?
3: no, hell no, man. I mean, <laughs> they got something on. I believe they got a they got a video of him pissing on somebody, man.
2: I, I agree. That's the only way. <laughs> That's the only, this is this is that was. I mean, it, it wasn't. I wasn't surprised, Rain. I was just shocked at that he used that forum to mention it. That's what shocked me the most because the world saw it, you know. Uh, the other thing is Macron, France, uh, went off on him on Twitter. And he even mentioned the fact that he could possibly, you know, they could possibly go back to G6. Uh, Trump fired back. They went back and forth on Twitter. And this is all after, you know, it was like the love boat, a few months ago or a month ago between him and France. Now it's like they fight. Um, well, no, it, it actually happened. Um, the love
3: boats stopped weeks ago. They had, they had a couple phone calls in which uh, Trump was highly upset with Macron. Cause I think Macron um, um, had that moment where look at your partner, this is the deal. Yeah. And you know, Trump is the type of guy who's not accustomed to someone uh, stepping up to him because he, he you know, he, he bullies these white boys, but I think some of these other guys out there are not, uh, are not afraid of him. Yeah. And, uh, cause you notice he went to this, this summit. Yeah. He came late and left early. Uh. He didn't, he didn't want to be around because he liked this. He likes to talk a lot, but now when you get in the room with these people, it's a whole nother story.
2: Yeah. And Carmen, I, I don't know if you follow politics, but you know, for Rand and I, we, we're kind of political junkies part of this show and, and Rand, it, it's bizarre. To watch us align ourselves with with what used to be the quote unquote axis of evil, you you know what I'm saying? I mean, I agree with it. But now what's happening is his supporters,
3: he's done it so much, it's normalizing with them.
2: Yeah. So we're leaving Canada, we're leaving Mexico, Europe, and even kind of kicking the Japanese to the curb uh, for China, North Korea, Russia. Uh, which used to be, according to George Bush, the axis of evil. It's just crazy. It's like, it's like I mean, it is like watching a bad, you know, Superman, Bizarro cartoon. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, also, Obamacare, you heard about the pre-existing condition protections uh, ran that they are attempting to go after as unconstitutional. Have you heard that?
3: Yeah, man.
2: It's- See, your dog even even had a comment. Whose dog is that? <laughs>
0: Mine. It, get sorry.
2: Carmen, Carmen, give that okay. dog a mic. <laughs> he's my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It gets the dogs upset. They just start going up. Um, so, uh, he also asked Canada, um, if, if, uh, Canada had burnt down the white house, uh, in the war of 1812. And, uh, Canada, I mean, Prime Minister couldn't do anything but laugh, um, you know. And uh, Melania is back, ran. I know you're happy about that. Um, but she did say something that that uh, she stood up for herself and said, you know, Rudy, her people said Rudy doesn't speak for her, you know, because Rudy Giuliani has been, you know, the uh, the Trump, the, the 45 whisperer. And, uh, you know, she she snapped back at him and said, look, don't speak for me. Don't speak for my department. Um just a whole lot of stuff going on, man. EPA Pruitt, the Chick Fil A franchise situation. Um, they found another staffer, one staffer who apparently lied to the FBA. I mean, I'm sorry, FBI about communicating with reporters. What do you see going on? What, I mean, if you had to rate this week, Rand, how would you rate it in terms of foolishness? I mean, man, it's,
3: this is just—it's just a continuum on the spectrum of just, just craziness, man. Yeah. I mean, if any other rational society, things would happen, but this just is constant, is exhausting, is tiring. I was reading an article on, I think, at the Washington Post or the New York Times, and they're saying that his staff members, White House staffers, don't be surprised if you see an exodus this summer. Really? Uh, they are exhausted. I don't blame them. They, you know, they, they are exhausted. Um, you know, with 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 the pace of this chaos and constantly trying to defend trying to deflect, um, this, this craziness. Yeah. And again, I said, this is a bunch of, this is, we have not seen corruption like this probably since, uh, Warren G Hardy in the 1920s.
2: And I wasn't there. there. (laughs) So, but it's, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've never. And, and I don't know if, if it's just because, of social media and just access, you know, press access and and the digital age. But it's just like every day there's something there. Every day. Carmen, what do you think? Do you even follow? Do you pay attention to this stuff? Um, I do.
0: I I tune in and out of it. it. For me, it's just it's so much and it's just so overwhelming to see. All the things that Barack Obama did kind of be undone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's it's really, I think it just sucks. I kind of try not to pay attention to it, but you kind of can't because Trump is a social media whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people are always retweeting things and I'm saying like, oh my God, did he really say that? Is he really doing this? It's kind of just, it's mind boggling.
2: So let, let me ask you all this because I had a conversation with somebody this week. Um, do you feel uh, Obama has more of a responsibility to be more vocal now about a lot of this than he did. I know I know everybody said he was taking a break, vacation, but do you feel that he needs to step in and possibly be the voice of reason? The only time I saw him really respond, which one was it, Rand? Um, there was one instance where he sent a tweet out in response, uh, but I have not really seen him respond as much at all. You know, do you think it's time? Because it's getting so I, tense. I think it's time for our, our the people who we currently have elected, mm-hmm.
3: our elected officials. It's time for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay? It's time for them. President Obama is not an elected official. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the people that we have in we have in the Congress, the Senate, all throughout the, the local governments all up to the national government. It's time for them to step up to the plate.
2: Well, I'm just saying if. Because his name is being used in a lot of cases. And my thing is, you know what? I'm going to say, look, keep my name out your mouth or, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming back at you. I just don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the, the challenge is. No, go, Carmen. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Okay. The challenge is Trump is a master at this game these other individuals are not a master at this game mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how do you beat this guy? Because he is, Trump is very good at grabbing details, uh, I mean, uh, headlines and making a narrative out of this. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think Obama is, is, is as masterful as Trump is this. And what this will then do is I believe create further division, further chaos, because now he has a he has a someone to go after who's 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 put themselves on the line.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Mueller is ramping up on um, what's his name Manafort uh, more and more. But I'm here to tell you, Rand, and I got to say this, and, and I'm holding it off for my for my weekly uh, wrap up. But um, Mueller, it's time, man. It's dude, I, I just don't think the country can afford to wait too long for him to roll out what he has. I think the longer he waits, the worse this is going to get. And um with Rudy especially involved now and and you know, so I do agree with you. Uh it's it's disconcerting to me man that um that democratic leadership has really kind of I don't know how I don't know even how. I mean, I'm going to mention the fact that Ellison is not running for Congress, <laughs> you know. What I'm saying, as the vice chair of the Democratic Party, he's he's staying within the state and running for Attorney General. That that alone says a lot to me uh, that he's getting out of Congress. And and eventually they're going to have to say, look, you can't you can't stay within the state. We need you in Congress, so you're going to have to drop that vice chair role in the Democratic Party. Uh, that was shocking. Right the fact that he he stepped out of that. But, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, I do agree. I think it's time for somebody to take leadership. And, you know, even if – and, and you're seeing it, – it's 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 crazy that you're seeing what's his name, um, Bernie, is out front more. So we'll we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right. Uh,
3: uh, no, Carmen had something to say. I yeah, to go ahead, sure. Carmen.
2: You go. Go for it. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, I was just going to say about, uh, I was going to comment on you saying about Brock saying, you know, keep my name out your mouth or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that kind of comes with the territory. Like, you know, him being talked about being the president before Trump is he, he's going to be talked about. It's just kind of comes with the territory.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Whether he, whether he speaks out on it or not.
2: Yeah. That's I get, yeah. That's the price of being the ex president. Yeah. you're mm-hmm. right. Uh, Carmen, hey, just a couple of minutes. I want to spend some time with you before we wrap up the uh, podcast. Um, you're from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, 24 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, we talked about the Pose debut and, and how that's, that's getting, um, you know, I, I guess if, if anything, it's, it's bringing attention, more attention, um, to, uh, trans women because it's the largest trans cast ever, um, on TV. Ever. Yeah, And, uh, so it, it's historic. Uh, but one of the things we had, uh, Kimberly Isis, uh, on the show last week, black, black, um, Dope chick, thank you so much, Kimberly Isis, for being on the show. Um, oh, she got things rolling, Rand. <laughs> she, she spiked it, you know, without a doubt. She spiked the ball, dropped the mic, whatever you want to call it. But but, <laughs> but one of the things she mentioned, Rand, if you recall, she mentioned on the show that she felt that uh, black trans, if they want to be, she feels black women are at the bottom of the totem pole. And they
3: are for sure.
2: And she felt that if black, if if trans, if black uh, trans women want to join them at the bottom, feel free. So be it. Uh, But she also mentioned something. She felt that black trans will eclipse black women. Do you feel that's a fair statement for black? You know, and I'm not saying that's one woman's opinion. Do you get that? I missed that last part. Well, she well, she, she feels that black women are on the bottom of the totem pole, which I have some. Uh-huh. I have I, I kind of disagree. I think black men we right there with them. Um, we we have definitely have our challenges. Um, but but when you I, I would... but but she said basically that you know she she welcomes anybody who wants to join them where they are. But on the other hand, she feels that black women will be eclipsed because mainstream america will em- embrace black trans over black women. You feel See, and I
0: hate that and and that's my thing because mm-hmm. being a black trans woman we a lot of the times feel like black women don't really support us genuinely. Hmm. Um and it's so crazy because we support them and cuz we're we're also African American so we get the whole the whole gist of everything but mm-hmm. I feel like why not Want a group of people that wants to support you? Why not support us in return? And that's and that's where it kind of like stems this hostility between black women and black trans women. We're both black, and I mean you and, and you can say we're both women, We're just a different kind of women. But we're still women. And the thing is, we just want to be able to join them in the battle of us not being the bottom of the totem pole. Because I agree, black women, you you being a black man, you might be saying, you know, no, you know, we're down there with you, yes, but black women are like the backbone of the mm. African-American community. They always have been, you know?
1: Wow.
0: So, even if a black man is lifting up a black woman, she still is like, you know, I'm still the backbone, helping you get lifted off the ground because you're also at the bottom with me, you mm. know? Okay. But I feel like women are str- a little bit stronger with men when it comes to that feeling, of feeling like you are beneath people.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, right. But it's, it's true, though. What she said is true, but... I don't think that black women will lose their place if the media starts paying attention to us. Because all we're going to do is preach the word not just of transgender women, but us being black transgender women. We're preaching both words, both black women and trans women.
2: What do you think the solution is, Carmen? I mean, what would you do to to, to make it better?
0: Honestly, I don't know what a solution would be. It just has to be everybody coming together and banding together to change the tides of how black women feel about being bottom the bottom of the barrel why are we bottom of the bottom of the totem pole why is that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. are we letting ourselves be like that still are we holding on to that because it's always been that way are we just you know holding on to that is that being um is that being like put in our heads because it's in our mother's heads and it was in our grandma. You know, is that just something that we're holding on to that we need to let go and stop feeling like Because If you, if you weren't claiming that, then you're not, you aren't that. I'm mm. about to claim broke. Cause I don't want to be broke. So why would you claim that you're the bottom if you don't want to be at the bottom? You mm. know? So I, I feel like we're probably still claiming that and we need to stop doing that and join together so we can push that, you know, we are up there. We're at the top.
3: Mm,
2: okay. What about you, Ren? Any thoughts?
3: I, I just think, you know, in this whole conversation is uh to me it's a black and white conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh when you look at the pecking order, white, regardless whether you're straight or gay or trans, it's they, they've galvanized. Yeah. And uh in in and, and, and the other groups are are really fighting for the crumbs.
2: Mm-hmm. Are
3: fighting for that they're fighting for that one seat at the table.
2: Yeah, you're right.
3: There's mm-hmm. there's a gazillion groups out there. Trying to fight for one seat at the table. I mean, even within the uh, gay community here in Atlanta. I mean, let's think about it, Tommy. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we got to have uh, a, a white pride festival and a black pride festival. Yeah. yeah, okay. Because the white pride festival did not acknowledge the presence of, the, of 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 their of their black brothers and sisters.
2: Yeah,
3: okay. And so and that's the same thing that, that that we're seeing. I mean, you know, I, I I'm very I was very happy that, you know, during President Obama's tenure, we, we did something with the marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same sex marriage and stuff. But that was really whites pushing that. Mm. The blacks were never uh, involved in the conversations. Wow. They were never part of the, t- the table discussions. Mm. You know, they would have a token um, um, uh, LGBTQ community uh, uh, of color. At the table but really they were not there yeah and
2: and ran and ran can speak to that because um ran has uh let me see i think i may have lost carmen here for a minute uh because Rand has um a um basically how, how can you say it? ran does marketing ran deals with politics so he understands the dynamics based on his interaction true interactions with right, these, I, mean, these political I mean, like Carmen, for example, I hate yeah. to say
3: this, when Carmen walks into the room with the with a bunch of white LGBTQ people, hmm. they look through her, they look around her, but they don't look at her.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Carmen, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I had got disconnected
0: for
2: a sec. Yeah. yeah, I, I thought okay. I'd make sure she came back. Uh, I, mean, I
3: mean, really, they don't appreciate her. They look through her, they look around her, they look under her, they look over her, but they don't look
2: at her. Yeah. That's true. Well, you know, I've got I've got what I feel like. I mean, you know, we talked about intersectionality because if there's a common cause that everybody can unite on, we need to come together and try to figure out how to come together on that common cause. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Ran, I'm going to let you uh, start the wrap up, man. What you got?
3: Oh, man. Man, my, 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 I think the thing that, that really gets got me a little going this week is the fact is that the DNC proves they really don't give a damn about black women candidates.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: Only one of 43 black women Democrats have been endorsed by the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Mm-hmm. And what they're basically saying is your vote matters, but you don't matter.
2: Can I mention something to you, Ram? That that disappointed me, and you may already have it on this list. Um, Paul, Paul Begala, and what's his name? The Cajun, Raging Cajun. What's his name?
3: Uh, talking about the one that was in
2: Clinton's campaign. Yes, yes. You know they. Yeah, you know who they? Stomped James. For? Yeah, James, James Carville. Jim something. Yeah, yeah James Carl, Carville. Yeah. yeah, James Carville. Paul Begala. You know who they stomped for in Georgia for for governor? Who? One, take a guess. Stacey Evans. Yes, they did. I'll leave it at that, but go ahead. But that disappointed is, me. Go ahead.
3: Now, well, you know, then you could take it to the business side. Think about all the brands that we as black folks support or, or women support where we make those brands click. Ask yourself how many of their board members reflect their customer base. Amen. I mean it's a you mean to tell me a company like Nike, where we where we have actually driven the sneaker game, sneakerheads and that type of stuff and all this other stuff, you don't you mean to tell me you only got two or three blacks on the board?
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. So basically what you're saying is I want your money, but I really don't want you.
2: <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, it was- I mean
3: that's the, that's the thing to really. I mean, we can go down the line. I mean, there's so many other things, but we got to start thinking about as you as you mentioned about coming together, the the, the sectionality, the intersectionalities. We got to come together with some agendas, a unified agenda, because we are not being respected at all. Yeah. We're being we're being used. Yeah, yeah. You're right, for sure. Yeah.
0: They talked about this in church today, more so towards the LGBTQ plus community. Now. Um, you know, people are—we were just tolerated, but we're not actually accepted. Yeah, yeah. People just, you know—for a long time we're just, and that goes for Black people as well. We're, and even now, we're only still being tolerated.
3: Exactly. See, one of the things we—even with this show—pose this out. It's going to shed light on the community. It's gonna. It's going to shed some light. But then the question you're going to ask yourself is, how is the community going to benefit from this? Are more LGBTQ community members are going to be on these shows writing? You know, why is it that as a black show, over half your writers are white?
2: Yeah,
3: exactly. And yep. see, even with this show Pose right now, even though Janet Mock is is the uh, 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 an advisor. Yeah. Why can't that? You mean to tell me there's not any the LGBTQ trans writers out there?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right,
0: you're right.
2: I agree, dude.
3: Because Ryan and, Murphy's going to do all right.
0: Hollywood.
3: Yeah, Ryan Murphy's going. He's going to be fine. But then at the end of the day, you're going to say, right. "Wow." What? Then you're going to ask yourself, "What's going to happen to these characters, these actors and actresses, and that type of stuff out there who who are who, are in, this, who are in this show?" Yeah. What's, what's going to happen to them? What's next? If, yeah,
2: you're right. Who, what's, what's next. Yeah.
3: Look what's happened to when you think about these Real Housewives reality shows. Guess what happened? They they toss those people out like trash when those, when those shows are over.
2: Yep. NeNe. Yeah, <laughs> definitely do. Yeah. What else you got, man? I'm done, man. All right. I'm going to roll and then uh, <laughs> I'm going give, to um, give Carmen a chance to wrap it up. But I, I, I do want to say this, Rand. I just believe the Democrats are in trouble. I mean, I don't. I mean, candidly, I, I watch. I'm an observer. I'm a, junk, a, a, a political junkie. Uh, I'm more independent. Uh, but but I, I, I think you got,
3: you, you got another seat on that train
2: <laughs> They in trouble, man. And, and uh, then yeah, yeah. When, when I when I when Ellison says I'm leaving Congress, which is the easy road. To go after the AG opportunity, attorney general uh, opportunity in Minnesota, which is really more difficult. He's given that up uh, and he's vice chair of the Democratic Party. That signals that something's wrong. Uh, When Bernie Sanders is your loudest, most credible voice and he simply ain't even that credible in terms of what he's delivered within his own state, um, you got a problem. Uh, Tom Perez is more reactionary. Um, I mean, he's visible right before, and he's visible right after. But you're right, Rand. There's really no clear cut platform. There ain't no platform. I I just don't. You can't just your policy statement can't be Trump is doing wrong all the time. He's wrong, and 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 that's all. Uh, when 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 all you get is anti-Trump. That's not really telling me much about what you have to offer. So my my whole point is, and, and I'll I'll be brief. Um 45's followers, dude, have what do you call it? They have trenched in. They they are following, um, they look at morality. They don't care about his morality. They could care less. That I mean, you could keep beating that horse to death. They don't care about the stuff he's done. What's that children's
3: that children's <laughs> uh, story, of the Pied Piper? How the rats followed the guy into yeah, the they water. They don't
2: care. They don't care. This. I mean, he's truly. Even though it's a crazy thing to say, and and it's sad to say it, and I hate to even have to say a, the thing that he said about going out on what Fifth Avenue, Times Square, and shooting somebody. He's right. They don't care. They. I mean, it's proven the evangelical voters have hunkered down. You know, all they care about—they've got an abortion rights. Uh, they got somebody to champion against a, a couple of things that they consider their their platform, and they they they, they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, the culture wars, this whole NFL thing—it's simply that it's a culture war to distract and 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 stir up the base. The alt-right nationalist protection the protectionists, are extremely happy with this trade thing. And, and, you know, he's making them happy with what he's doing with the G7, G8, G6, <laughs> whatever it's going to be, G1, whatever it turns out to be. They're happy with this, man. The media and the stuff that they're doing to shoot themselves in the foot, it's just making his base happy. I mean, dude, 87%. His, his approval rating with his people, it's 87%. It's the highest of any president, republic Am I right, Rand? The highest of any Republican president at this time, in terms of dude, with, with his own people. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, with you on that. Like I said, you got enough room on that on that train, man? <laughs> Come I mean, on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got seats. I got seats for everybody. Come on. But I, I'm just saying, you know, the only truth that we have in this, and it, it's kind of a, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. The Mueller report. Don't depend on the Mueller report. It's a crapshoot. It could go either way. And, and I do agree with you, Rand, the truth is in the vote, but I think the truth, and, 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 and I'm, I'm glad to have um, Carmen on as a member of the trans community, because I do believe the truth is in marginalized people coming together to understand that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know, versus us fighting everybody, fighting ourselves, and just saying, look, the only way we're going to move this thing forward, if we all disagree is to fight the mass enemy. It's kind of like, Y'all seen? Well, you know, I hadn't seen it yet. I'm going to see it finally. The Avengers tonight. This guy. Kind of, what's the thing? Thanos.
0: <laughs> Dude, you dead. haven't seen the
2: Avengers yet. That I movie
0: Came out a minute
2: I'm ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, all, I'm going to see it tonight. What's, uh, what's, what's, I, what's I can't talk, Karma. I can't talk. I, I'm so, uh, <laughs>
3: I
0: what's his name? Thanos.
3: I haven't you seen, seen Iron Man? So i the first. Oh, I you you can watch that on TV. You might go <laughs> wait
1: for it <laughs> to come on TV. so long. <laughs> you might <laughs> get the DVD.
2: The I told minute. you by I told you by having millennial on the show
1: <laughs> hello hey, carmen,
3: carmen. Hey, i'm carmen. so bad man carmen, but what's the, what's
2: still... the... go ahead no go ahead brand what'd you say
3: nothing nah, not, not, not. it, it just it just really exposes how bad i am that's all, all
2: right <laughs> but but what's the what's the villain in the new avengers movie <laughs> the Thanos. yeah fan he this dude's he, he playing Thanos right now it's just i'm like god damn y'all just took all y'all out but anyway I digress. I just hope we can come together for that. Okay? Karma, what you got? Wrap us up. Save us. <laughs> save the show. What'd you say? <laughs> what, what, what'd you say? I said save the show. Get us out of here. Save
0: the show.
2: Save. No, get, no go ahead. What you got? Your final comments. You got any comments? You got any shout outs before we head out?
0: Yes, i like to shout out my good, good sis, Nicki Minaj. Her album comes out um, August 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Look
3: at her. <laughs> So, 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 so Carmel, you a, are you a Cardi now? <laughs> are, you a Cardi- are you on Cardi B's team or Nikki's team?
0: And Nikki's team always. And I do love Cardi B, but Nikki is my home girl. Yeah. that's be my girl for a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but no, you know, I just wanted to say um, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, I definitely do love y'all' podcast. So I'll definitely tune into it because y'all talk about some good topics. Um, but honestly, I just want to leave and say that we definitely. As people, as human beings, not even as black, take away all the labels that we have. As human beings, we have to come together to make sure that we do not destroy what God has given us. That's all I'm saying.
2: Amen to that. Amen to Amen that. Amen. Hey Carmen, how can people reach you? How can they connect with you?
0: Um, via social media, um, uh, my both Instagram pages, um, they can reach me um at um what are my Instagram pages? That's a Millennium, they don't know her Instagram name. Um Bar is my personal
2: okay repeat that one more time podcast
0: is Re- a, you know professional one but either page honestly send DM I definitely reply comment anything
2: okay I'll make sure um, I have all your information on, on our podcast page for people to connect
0: okay, thank you thank well.
2: you thank you so much for being on uh, your family your friends have a lot to be proud of for uh, the work that you're doing and, and stay in there you know don't let the haters be your motivators and you know keep okay. doing that. that's right keep, that's right hey y'all y'all
3: need, y'all need to listen <laughs> to this lady's um, podcast is worth it i guarantee after you listen
2: to it you're going to be addicted absolutely oh thank you i agree do your thing go to castropolis.net um you can find all of our information on the podcast um and 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 again we're going to have uh lakeisha from the evolving uh chair podcast on to talk about mental health um so if you want to get involved in that you can shoot us an email in advance if you have any questions or you can call and leave a voicemail if you have anything as well for next week, and, and again uh, big thanks to Kimberly Isis uh, dope black chick, and I hear that girl uh, for being on last week Rand, hey man, as always bro good hearing from you man alright man and glad hang in there man hey, absolutely, hang in there man, it, it's all good we're gonna be alright, we joke about this stuff because we have all to, right, Carmen, stay black <laughs> stay black, I can't help but do it Carmen, thank you so much for being on the show. And with that, uh, episode 92 is in the can. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.
1: You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 413 556 9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 homies from the block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.